And welcome back to uh, Two Guys with Mics. I am your host, uh, Toby, and with me is my co-host, Jesse, as always. Do you think Hitler's parents were proud of him? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> they did not hang his heart artwork on the fridge. I'm, I, I'm getting to where I open every episode weirder and weirder. Well, that's good. It, it really is a good example of your personality. Um, but today with us, we have a special guest. Um, joining us is Jesse's cousin, uh, Nate. Really? I Hello, all you Reynolds. happy people. No, yeah, I, I don't know if you thought we were going to have someone really, really like famous or anything, but no one listens to us, so we didn't get Ryan Reynolds. I reached out to him, and he sent me a cardboard cutout of Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, but that's, that's all I got from him. Sadly, he couldn't join. Um, you you so, were yeah. expecting Prince Charming? I was. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, franchise. Um, and hopefully provide some really great conversation about it and just explain why we love the game. Um, a quick just synopsis of what it is about. Um, it's a Western game produced by Rockstar Games. Like and people it is don't a know already. Roam. Yeah, I know. I'm hoping some of our listeners probably don't know it, so I'm just going to try to explain it. But it's an open world, uh, I guess, kind of like an RPG. I don't know if you'd categorize it as an RPG because you technically are role-playing, but I don't, I don't really know that. It's just an open world game. Um, you play as, in the first one, you play as a character named John Marston, and in the second one, you play as a character named Arthur Morgan. And you're basically a outlaw. And it just is their journey as the Old West was coming to a close with the Age of Outlaws, and they were a breed that was dying out. And it's just the journey that is that story. And it's pretty... It, it is arguably the best game I've ever played. It's art. Um, and so much so that it ruins some of my experiences playing other games because none of them fucking measure up to <laughs> the enjoyment. That is the second one. I loved the first one, but the second one just... It, it was my first real game experience. And mm-hmm. it was a full package, and it just blew my mind. And I've not had a game since that has come close to being as amazing as, as, as it. Um, and I think some of y'all, most of y'all share the same sentiment. I think maybe the Metal Gear franchise holds more than, than Red Dead for you, Jesse. But I know yeah. you really like that franchise. But And maybe the Assassin's Creed franchise for Nate. He is a... Really big Assassin's Creed franchise level. Yep, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll attest to that. <laughs> but uh, it's actually it's one of the the first things that actually brought us through together when we first met was the at least the first game and the the love of it and then the second one we kind of all discovered together. I was the first one that played it and then I got it as a gift for Jesse for his graduation gift and then he let Nate play it finally later it took nate like forever to get to it it was like come on dude we we want us we were having conversations about it and nate would be there and he's like guys i haven't played it yet and we're like no you need to like (laughs) don't spoil it i think we did like i will say once i get like get into starting playing a game um there's like this little thing in me that like do not switch over to another game until this thing is as finished as it can be that's 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 like my little like completionist like voice in my head. I don't I forget what I was playing. Oh, I think I was playing. No wait. You're playing Origins, I think, at the time. Yeah. Was I playing Os- Origins? I, I, I think know you were playing Origins. Uh, no, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You're playing. 
I was no, playing. No, you played I, that one second. No, you I, I thought I, I thought I played Odyssey after. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Odyssey was more too. recent. Odyssey yeah. was recent. Never mind. Yeah, yeah Odyssey. Odyssey was more recent. Uh, I play, I I know that I played uh, RDR two before I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I forget what I was playing before then. It was probably. Uh, it, it, yeah, that's it, probably what it was. I'm pretty I sure. I don't it know. It seemed a bit. It seemed a bit more long ago than that. It well, could have either been. way. You like, play either, them either for forever. Yeah, I get on all the time, and he's like, like when we were when we would go through several games, Jesse, for the, yep. until he got Valhalla, he literally plays Odyssey, and I I was talking about it to my brother-in-law Levi, and it's I was a like, big I, game. There's a shit ton of stuff in there. It is, and Levi is a completionist, but he gets burnt out, and I'm like, Jess, Nate is like, he is die hard. He's like, I'm fucking playing this game till till it's fucking finished, and it's going to like he just constantly plays, and I'm like, wow. I mean, I did do that with Red Dead. I, I just, I, I, that's, it is the game that I have the most hours in. I think I, last time I looked, I had 300 hours, but that was like six months ago. So I'm probably up to 400 plus hours, but that does include the kind of garbage online multiplayer cash <laughs> Com- grab version that they got out there. But yeah, comparatively, it's, comparatively. it's pretty bad. But it, it, it is a game that I can successfully say that I've, I've seen most of everything, but even yeah. still, there are new things that I'll I'll find that I've not discovered before, yep. and that's the thing just, about me. It's awesome. I I will play. I'll get a new game. I'll fall in love with it. I'll play the entire game, and then I'll go back a year or two later, and there's new things I haven't discovered yet. Like I, for the longest time, uh, did not know <laughs> uh, that you could complete. Um, I didn't know that you could. Com- it was like a common thing that people complete Metal Gear without killing anyone. Um, and it was actually that's actually how you get some of the best stuff is by going non-lethal and going completely stealthy. Uh, hmm. To the boring. point. Well, I mean, to the point where if you do that, you unlock, or there's like there's difficulty levels where called like European Extreme, where the game will like you'll get a game over screen if you were discovered. And you're forced to go back a checkpoint and try again, which mm. is brutal. Yeah, I hate stealth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think like stealth it. is the worst thing. I like well, I, I saw one thing, and it was I, my favorite. It kind of established how I felt, and even in Red Dead, but especially in the Grand Theft Auto franchise. And it shows it's like when the game says stealth is optional for this mission, and it shows the Dukes of Hazard car ramping and just like coming through, <laughs> crashing. I'm like, that's so me. It's like stealth is optional, and I'm like equips bow and just but dynamite arrows instead of regular arrows and i just start blowing everything up because it's like who wants let's do a rampage stealth in red dead redemption is one of the hardest things possible because the mechanics are not the best Mm -mm. in in my opinion um mainly like like you could you could try to be stealthy but, but it's very difficult but it's very difficult you just end up getting caught anyway and you'll end up in a firefight either way See, it's like you can get halfway through, and then it's just like you're fucked. And it's like, well, what was the fucking purpose of doing stealth halfway through yep. to then just get surprised at the end? And it's like, it's that's pointless. that's the problem with with a lot of games, especially like with shooters like Call of Duty or Battlefield or something. I hate it when games that are blatantly not stealth games in the slightest try to implement like a stealth mission. Um, like. The weirdest thing I ever saw was, like, Life is Strange. 
you went the entire game. It's like a story mission. It's like a story game. Like you are only in it for the story. There's nothing like, there's no combat system. It's just dialogue and story. And, and then walking the around. Last, that's basically and in the last chapter, the last episode, there's just this random stealth mission. <laughs> like, hey, you have to get through this school now without getting seen. Also, there's multiple copies of the same person coming after you. Huh? You're like hopping. Which game is dimensions. this? The first one? This was the first one. You're like, I don't know I if you're. Get, I, I don't know if you're stuck inside the main character's head, or you're hopping through dimensions or something. There's a lot. They didn't have the entire story written by the time they got to the fourth episode of that game, or the fifth episode. I mean, which kind of shows. It just seems... Yeah. yeah. They well, there, fixed well, there it. was some dimension. I know that there was. I know that there was dimension hopping shenanigans in Life is Strange, mm-hmm. but like, it was like like I, like it was like Max it, goes back in time too many times, and she's like breaking her own mind, shattering reality and stuff. Well, yeah, that's what time travel does. You, you yeah, you do it too many times, and like cra- like crap goes goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. What but, do you mean? The Flash does it all the time, and nothing ever goes wrong. Nothing bad ever it happens. Goes always he did. always it goes according to plan. He totally didn't rewrite the entire DC universe one time. He did it twice. Twice. They, they did it at the end of at the end of their the final continuity for their uh, new Fifty Two uh, branch of Amer- of animated movies. At the end, Darkseid rips apart half of the D- Justice League, and I don't mean oh apocalypse theoretically. War, right. Yeah, he literally rips them in half, and he forces Barry to run on a treadmill for indefinitely. At the very end, Superman. They're all talking about how do we remake our world, and the Flash is just sitting there, and Superman comes up and is like, "Hey, no, we it was can't John, live here." It, it was John Constantine. It was John. Con- it was John. Con- one of them comes up. He's like, "We can't live here." You, you I, know I was, what you I have was scrolling, to do. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw that clip. It was John Constantine. Yeah, and so then Barry just runs, and it ends with a flash of white where the the universe is erased because he restarts it. And I'm like, "Wow, that's interesting." He that's finally, very dumb. you know, did something right. It, it, it's not dumb. I liked it. If you watch the whole continuity, it's it's really good. The, that's one of the best series of animated movies they've ever made. There's yeah. some duds in there, but it, as far as a con- like creating a consistent story, it's fantastic. But that's getting us very much off topic, yeah. which is kind of our brand. But we, we, we need we, to get back to the we, game we went from that we're Red Dead about. Redemption to Batman. <laughs> we got to the and then part of this episode very quickly. Very quickly, we just like guys. Guess well, what? That's the end. Goodbye, guys. Podcast was Red Dead. We'll see you later. Uh, but but real quick, to just throw it out there, uh, Nate, what are your, uh, what is your favorite thing, um, mecha- not mechanically, but just from a an actual game aspect of it, not a story, like or character aspect of it, but from just how the game works. What's your favorite part of Red Dead Redemption Two? I would have to say uh, it's more of an environmental thing, just how the entire, like, aesthetic of the entire thing, how it, like, seems, like, lived in. Like, it, like, it clearly has, like, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on uh, within the entirety of, within the entirety of the lands that you're in, either in one or in two. You see all these people going around uh, doing, uh, doing their own stuff, going about their own business. It just seems very lived in it it really uh adds on to the uh the thing what's the word um realism environment yes the realism 
Yeah, it it adds on to the realism. It adds on to the immersion that you're actually in this place rather yep. than, you know, in the real world where I'd everything I'd say there sucks. was more of that in the second one than the first one because the first one, even though it's a great game, Same. I'm going to say the environment of the first one was kind of dead. Outside of, outside of the... Well, I mean, it was just there was nothing out there. Like... Because it's literally... Which is the problem that is in the second game and the, which... Because... To, for our audience, the first game is set in an area called New Austin. And, because rocks are uh, can't And it's really a yet. desert area. In the second one, it includes New Austin, but also the... I can't think of what that whole area is called. But it adds another section. And so you have what is basically supposed to be like the eastern and midwestern United States. And then you've got the part that was from Red Dead 1, which was the desert, which is supposed to represent the west. So yeah. it combines both maps. And in the second one, the, the, the desert is still... Nothing is there. It's mm -hmm. still just a couple of towns and stuff. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it was that, like outside of the major towns, there was nothing there. Like in in Red Dead Two, going on what Nate said, yeah, like you you can follow the roads and get where you're going, but if you just go straight as the crow flies across the map from one point to the to the next, you will find things that that like there is nothing leading you there. There's a lot of stuff in this game in Red Dead Two that you will just stumble on. Like, True. I, for the longest time, did not know about, like, uh, um, like the obelisks you can find, or the Indian burial ground, or the, or the meteor strike, or is it, there's multiple meteor strikes that you can find, actually. There are. Is and, there and really? Also, I only yeah. found the one. Well, and there's not only just random things you can stumble upon, but one of the cool things is just the random encounters you have with people. And, and and that leads to what my favorite thing about it is, and it's it kind of stems of what Nate's is, but it's also different. And I like how when you play the game, you feel like time is actually progressing. And it's not just, hey, this character's here and now he's here, time has progressed. It's the environment changes with you in subtle ways that makes it feel alive. So like in one instance, there's a building that's being built in Valentine, and it starts as a bare, bare structure. And then when you finally get to the end of the game, that building is complete. You have areas that move. You have NPCs that are random encounters that move. One of my favorite ones is the guy that's looking for Gavin. And if you find him as Arthur, he's like going around trying to find Gavin. If you come back as John, which is years past, he's gone spoiler insane. Alert, by the, way. the man, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, the man is tattered his clothes he he literally looks insane he starts talking crazy and you can tell that like they put so much attention that they didn't just put him back in there doing the same thing saying gavin they made him progress in time and that's that's seen with a lot of different characters and things you can see in that area and if you go to previous campsites that you used to be at you'll see evidence that you were there it's just Time progresses, and it feels like it does. And that is what mm -hmm. adds to my thing is it just feels so realistic on top of that, the environment, and also just visually. There are areas of the game where I'll be playing, and I'll literally forget I'm playing a game. It looks mm -hmm. so real. and That's, that's the thing. It's, it's epic. Arthur is existing in a world. The main character, Arthur, is, like, is going about his life in the world of Red Dead Redemption 2. Whereas in the first one, that's this is the big gripe I have. It just looks like the world is centered around John. Like, there's nothing happening outside of what John is experiencing. Even though that's there true. are like they there are things that happen. Like there's there there's supposedly progression, 
but like everything that happens to other characters somehow involves John. Yeah. Meanwhile, and I guess I think the the one saving grace for it though is the fact that it is an older game, and yeah, you can it, tell uh, like they had the Stranger missions and things, and as they progressed with technology, they're able to make it better. Yeah, which is but, why I mean, we want a Red thing. Dead Re- One remake. Yeah, but like the the, the thing. The, the difference even, like, in the Stranger missions between uh, Red Dead 1 and Red Dead 2. In Red Dead 1, it specifically shows you the Stranger missions on the map if you look there. You don't have to go find them. It just shows them to you. Because I think, I feel like the first Red Dead was less a progression of a story in terms of its missions. It was more a series of tutorials for game mechanics that you never use. That on, for game mechanics that only exist in that mission, like it, it was a very like where it hand- would teach you th- like, like the uh, cattle rustling Ma- one in the first like Ma- tutorial. Ma- you Ranch. never use it, and that was my biggest issue. You never use it until is- the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It true, and, it like, and that was my biggest issue with the first one. Is game. the tutorial was so the tutorial was so boring, and I and so I didn't long. get past it. It was, uh, Nate. What was. Do you feel the same way about Red Dead One, Dork? Do you have? Do you like it? Is there Red, anything that makes Red you like Dead it better? One is uh, a bit difficult for me. I haven't played that in such a long time, so uh, for, forgive me for being a bit, uh, uh, you know, unremembering of it. But how dare you? Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, my my biggest thing about it is that, like, well, yeah, um, Red Dead Two is a lot more lived in. Uh, and has more going on than in Red in, than in Red Dead One. Uh, when you start playing as John in Red Dead Two, however, uh, and you go to you go to New Austin uh, because there's n- not that much going on there. Like in the first place, there's like a big wide expanse between towns. There's like hardly anything anywhere. There's nothing it's, but panthers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my nothing god, yes. But 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 like it brings out that same feeling as if you were playing Red Dead Red Dead 1 like in that's in that sort of sense that like New Austin is not as lived in as you know the, I I was going to say New Hanover but I know it's not New Hanover that's Well just New Hanover is part of it and so I'm just like I can't think of the the name that it it Yeah, it same. But labels but, it. but like it's there's like up in the upper area it's not as like New Austin it does not have much going on there as uh, that the the upper area of the map where you know the main Arthur story happens. So I so I think that going back to New Austin and playing it as John, it sort of brings back that feeling that uh, that you are that you get essentially you're it's reminiscent of you playing Red Dead One, even though you're not exactly playing Red Dead One. It, I, I think like, because so to me, I think that part was intentional by Rockstar. It might be. And if it was intentional, then I, uh, then I applaud them profusely because that because that was a that was a good idea. Yeah. Like 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 aesthetic wise and and feel and feel wise. If they did that intentionally, that would be that that was really cool of them. Mm-hmm. I think the only actual so I forgot to say this. The only difference in the maps between one and two is in one you can go to Mexico and in two you can't. And I think right, that's Mexico, one of, Mexico that's one of the thing. things that I liked about Red Dead 1. Mexico is one of my favorite parts of the first map. I liked the aesthetic of it. And I liked, as soon as you would cross over into Mexico, I liked how the, 
The music would change. Sa- uh, the score would change. It would immediately roll the into sc- the shooters. The score would change. The landscape would change. The landscape ar- looked arguably better than it w- than it did in the New Austin area, like a, like did. a lot like a lot more like plateaus and rock structures. Uh, uh, a lot more. I, I would say a lot more wildlife uh, g- going on there. A lot more plant life, especially cacti. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, me- Mexico. Is more lived in than New Austin, <laughs> which I think is true for especially at the time Mexico was more lived in than the yeah. west of the United States, except for maybe Texas. I'm if, gonna, well, if uh, they... okay. I'm gonna assume <laughs> New Austin is supposed to be Texas. Like I'm, I feel I'm like assume... it's supposed to be. I, I mean, it, I mean, it's California. rock. It's it's rock star. It's rock star. Basically, the, what what they do for their games is they they basically model a city or place after a real place in the world rather than actually setting it rather than actually setting it in those places it's uh like in like in grand theft auto 4 it takes place in liberty city which is obviously a reference to new york like it even has a statue of liberty but it's not the statue of liberty because it has hillary clinton's face but that's a whole (laughs) entire whole entire different story but but like, like in san andreas is is supposed to be las vegas california uh, San Diego, uh, I mean San Francisco. It's a lot of different cities, but they, they take on yeah, the different areas yeah, and, of, and, of the game. And New Austin and wherever the hell the main story of RDR two uh, took place in, that's technically Texas. Like, well, I'm gonna except, assume so it's like Tex- New Austin. It, I'm going to assume it's like Texas, New Mexico, uh, maybe a little bit of California. The the American the Southwest, other, essentially. Yeah. Well, and the other area is supposed to represent the South because mm-hmm. you got Lemoyne and Lemoyne. Is supposed to take place in the south, and then you've got Saint Denis, which was specifically designed like uh, New Orleans, and, and it's, it's Louisiana. It's kind of a mix that's between, what it's supposed to be like. It's, it's kind of a mix between New Orleans and Saint Louis. Um, yeah, a little whereas, bit. Yeah. Whereas, like, then you've got the like, ass crack of the south. It's really the taint, more like. Um, I hate Louisiana. Lemoyne. That felt more like New Orleans than anything. Uh, like that's, the, yeah, that little Louisiana. like fishing, yeah, that little fishing village in there in the in but the like, swamps. Got, that was. Then you've got like. The Heartlands, which is supposed to be, I'm gonna guess like, like Colorado, Montana area. Um, Amber- I think that's Amberino up in that. Oh yeah, but it could, be, it like could be like the Appalachians or something. It could be, it could be like the Amer- the American Southeast in that sort of respect. The Appalachians, I'm gonna assume, is more like um, Roanoke, Roanoke Ridge, like over oh, in the yeah. east. Uh, and then you've got up in Amberino is like yeah, that's like color like that's more yeah, that's more like. Colorado, uh, the Dakotas, um, the Heartlands. I guess we would like Kansas, maybe. Yeah, I, I was about to like say. Kansas, I, feel like it's like I would suppose so. Kansas, maybe like Missouri. Yeah. Although, like the the, the yeah the, that yeah, area the Midwest, right like uh, like Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas, um, Illinois. Blackwater's more like that. Which, if like they that. make if they. If they make a third one, they better include what I would like to see is the eastern United States. I would like to see the fully developed, like, San Denis on steroids. I would like to see that. Like, smaller but more more developed cities. Like, I'd like to get into, like, Chicago, which is up there in like, Illinois. I'd like to get into New York. In those areas, I'd like to see the eastern and even the north be represented in and just a further expansion of this fictional but also based on reality world that ha- we have. Have some more Yankees in the game, essentially, Toby. Yeah, basically like i like how th- that's another thing so i like how they represent the demographics so all the npcs aren't copy and paste if you're in lemoyne everybody has a southern accent if you move into the heartlands they get more of a midwestern northern accent and if you go out west they have 
a Western accent. I like how they 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 make everybody not feel like a copy paste of each other. They feel genuine, and they feel each like they were each given their own little bit of love, and it wasn't just like let's just smack some people in here mm-hmm. and not really care. The attention to detail is astronomical, um, and that that leads to my one of my my favorite things. Um, but what is what is something you either you liked about the first one better than you liked about the second one? What's something in it that you liked better in that one than what the second one did? Oh, oh boy. I'm going to have to say the amount of gunfights. The amount yeah, of duels you could get. There in. are more, I'll, yep. I'll agree with that. There, um, RDR2 is a bit dwindling in terms yeah. of gunfights. You don't really have to... duels like they do in one. Though the duels in one are hard. I oh, yeah. died constantly to that gambler. Yep. It's bullshit. I actually got really good. Like, uh, it only took me like several tries with the first one, and then aside from the rest of them, I was a, I was a freaking pro. You're a pro. Shut up, Toby. I can't help it. I'm bad at games. My favorite thing from one that was better than two, in my personal opinion, is the score. It's it is better, and and the reason I say that is. Uh, we'll get into the soundtrack, which is different mm-hmm. from the score. But That's about to say, yeah. As far as one, when it starts Dead Man's Alley, I think it is, or Dead Alley, it just plays so... It's, that violin, as soon as it comes on, you just feel old, like the Old West and just the just the awfulness of it. And it leads perfectly it, into it, the shootest. It does, seamlessly. I for, Every time I listen to it, I forget that it's two different songs. And that is, a, that is something I could have playing, and it's just peaceful. Whereas... Two is great. It's a great score. It's just not, in my opinion, it's less superior to yeah. the first one. Although I do have to say, where I would disagree the opening, on the soundtrack, the opening, the opening score of Red Dead Two is beautiful. Like it is the, fir- the, the first it's one better than the, the opening one for the one. The first one had a very good opening. It was like it, it perfectly set the the ambiance there. Um, like you're in the you're in the Wild West now, whereas in the in the second one, you had like, it was just sheer hopelessness, <laughs> like in the beginning, because that's what that whole the whole opening segment that that's really what RDR two is like. It's like you go from absolutely hopeless at the beginning of the game to like in the middle of the game, you're thinking, okay, things are great now, things are working out, and then nope. shit just goes down and down and down and doesn't stop <laughs> until it hits rock it bottom. <laughs> And that's another better thing about two than one is the tutorial. The tutorial in one is awesome. They managed to put like it's it's in literally one of the worst places on the it. map. It did. It and it takes place on one of the worst areas in the map, Coulter in the Amberino Mountains, which I can't stand. But they put everything in there. They give you action. They give you good story. They give you heartache. They give you everything. Tutorial. And it's all learning game mechanics. Yes. Learning and it's great. Game mechanics and you will use. You will yeah, actually the, use. It's like, wow, I get to learn how to hunt a deer? And no what cattle will... ranching. God, yes. I'd much rather prefer to hunting. No cattle roping. No horse breaking. No The only whatever. things you rope are people. And then they have where it... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And then um, another thing I liked is when you're moving out of Coulter into Valentine, the, the song that plays is just the like the... I can't, I'm not going to attempt to try to sing it, but like, <laughs> it's, I don't know what to call it. Um, it's hopeful. But the song that they play there is so, it's, you're like, 
I feel like we have a chance. I feel like it's good. And that's where I say that the story of Red Dead 2 is far superior. It's a little bit more in-depth. But I will say, 1 feels like more of a Red Dead redemption than 2. 2 doesn't feel like a redemption. 1 feels like a redemption. You have John trying to redeem himself from his past life and his past mistakes. Where 2, you get kind of that, but you get get more of Arthur just growing. Yeah. Yeah, and you just get Arthur growing and just him... Like, he starts out, he is a terrible person. Like, he's not a good, like, he's, he has good morals-ish for a criminal, but he's not a, he's a, he does bad things, and he acknowledges it. But then as he moves along, he recognizes what he's doing wrong, he tries to change, and then he, but he also realizes that it's too late for himself. Uh-huh. And he does what I believe is admirable, which is he tries to do everything to give this, to give John a chance a fighting at, chance at making it and that he succeeds which is so sad because red one came out before and you realize that john will die everything is spoiler alert. Everything we is know what it's happens very, to john it's a very but it's like, nihilistic point of view but yeah but it, it does so good and and the music helps it so much i this is the first game and really for like first any type of media that i've ever cried in i i do it and it wasn't even at his death. It wasn't at Arthur's death. It's literally on that gets me every fucking time I watch it too. If the clip where he puts on the hat and he gets on his horse and he's walking ru- walking his horse to go s- make his final stand and get it mm-hmm. get shit done Arthur and Morgan's it's reflecting it's reflecting on his past things, which is cool because Red Dead 2 has an honor system just like 1 but it impacts what you do. If you have, if you do negative things throughout the game, it impacts how things play out. And if you do good, it impacts how things play out. And in my personal opinion, there's a, a specific way you're supposed to do it. Like I played the honor system, how I felt the cutscenes went. So mm-hmm. it's when Arthur is a bad person in the game, I play him as a bad person. But yep. as he's trying to become redemption, I play him as a good person. Mm-hmm. So I had good honor on that ride. And he's just, you can just see the pain from him having tuberculosis to him just in pain for what is about to happen and the song that plays which is that's the way it is which is my favorite song from the soundtrack it's just it it i literally i got through and i was just like and someone asked they like why did you cry over a video game i was like because he was a real person i got through he dies and i felt like i lost a friend i never had something touch me that let a fictional pixel on a freaking computer (laughs) and affected me that i felt that he was my friend i felt that arthur was an extension of like my family. Like yeah. I felt that he was a part of me and I've never had something. And when he died, you just, it broke me. And I was just, I was miserable for a week mm-hmm. and, and I, it was awful. I, I have to say like as much at like, I thought Dutch, he was supposedly supposed to be the main villain of the first game. He, I thought he so, was a supposedly very, he didn't, he didn't I know, seem like, like much of a well, villain. He was the fi- he's the final target. So he's supposed yeah, to be the fi- penultimate antagonist for John. He felt kind of sad, like in in the. Well, first I think he game, does a good job of the. But I mean, like, second one, the first one, he says like, "I'm not the real thing." Like he tells yeah. John that the government is the is the real villain in but the I mean, first like, one. Dutch, when you meet him, he's kind of pathetic. Honestly, oh, he is. Like you, you look at it, it's like this Before guy was the leader of his gang, really. Before before it, I'd even like considered playing the second one where Dutch is this awesome guy, I got to that point of the game, and I'm like, okay, I just spent hours 
like no sorry days like i played this game for days i just spent days chasing bill williamson bill williamson from like from new austin all the way into mexico killing another member of john's old gang along the way and then the government says okay now you got to go kill your old boss okay this guy's going to be some really bad badass tough guy no it's this pathetic old man who's hiding behind a bunch of indian rebels and when you meet him at the Wait. top of the cliff like that like even the way he dresses is kind sometime. of even the way he dresses is just sad. It's not. It doesn't cut an imposing figure. It doesn't make you think. Okay, this guy's a really dangerous criminal. No, he's wearing. It looks. Uh, he's wearing his underwear. He's it looks like a man who has failed to realize that his time is past and his glory days are behind no, him. No, I think he was wearing his underwear with like some pants or something. Well, he was. Yeah, he was wearing some a boots. Union, he was wearing a union suit with pants and boots. So he literally is wearing what he would wear if he just rolled out of bed. He's not wearing, like, and you cut that com- in comparison to what he wears in the first one. He's wearing, like, this really, like, nice, prim and proper suit with, like, gold chains and a watch. Beautiful. And a nice He's hat. a badass in the, the first I, one. I envied the vest he wore outfit. the entire time. I envied right? that vest. Yeah, the coolest outfit ever. And he's just, like, he's the very essence of cool. He, like... Everything he says is like calculated, and he knows what to say to make himself sound. He's a great order. Inspiring, yeah. And like, you think, how did we get from this to that? And that's why I I felt initially, I didn't feel like the story was Arthur's story until my second playthrough. On my first playthrough, I thought, okay, this is, this is the story of Dutch. This is how Dutch goes from this to what we get in the first game. Like, because you can see, hit of all the His characters who change, Dutch changes... Ju- Dutch has the most drastic change, but it doesn't happen, like, immediately at the end. There's, it's like, gradual. Here's, here, here's what I would say. In my opinion, this is, this is what I think... It, it does a little deeper thing. I think he doesn't change at all. What I grasped from it when I watched it is you were watching a narcissist... You're watching his camouflage, his lies, his persona he's put forward. The curtains, like like to borrow from The Wizard of Oz, the curtain was pulled back and you saw who really was behind it. Because like at the beginning of 2, he tries to present that he, he cares about the family. We're all going to get into this together. It's all about us. And then you slowly, as the game progresses, you hear him slip up at minute times and says, I think I'll be, f- I mean, we'll be fine. You'll have other points. And at the end, you finally realize all his all his quotes, all his speeches, all his rhetoric, it's all lies. He mm-hmm. doesn't care about anyone. He cares about himself. And it was just the curtain being pulled back, basically by the hand of the federal government, exposing that he's a sham. And Arthur realizes that. And that's why Arthur just grows to be disgusted at him because he's like – and I think that's another reason Arthur hates his life is he realizes he spent his life with a man who was not what he was uh, believed to be turned his back on everything he ever taught him and he feels wasted and he's he's like now my one purpose is to make sure john makes it and it's just one of my my favorite lines that arthur and it, it that that arthur says that then dutch responds to where he's like he's finally taking control as he goes i'm gonna insist that you have to let john go and them 
And then Dutch just runs by and he just goes, he insists, does he? Like this bitch. And I just like, it's powerful. And you just see Arthur being like, you know what? I'm done with your shit. You're a pathetic bitch. And I'm going to make sure John makes it. And you don't. And that's and that's at the end when, when, D- when Dutch, and when Arthur finally realizes it, like it finally clicks, is when Dutch leaves him for dead almost. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and he's like, you would have left me for dead. But on the cliff, when... He has his hand John. on his. No, when when Dutch leaves Arthur for dead, when he gets. Sh- oh right, oh, right. I'm, I'm thinking him. of I'm thinking of a different thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. So when they're on the cliff, Micah and uh, Arthur are battling it out, and Arthur's basically about to die. Dutch is standing there, and he he looks at him, and he and it's just where you just think, and he just goes, he goes, "I gave you all I had," and like I mean, you you can't just watch it. And he goes. He's just like, I gave you all I had. And he was like, now I'm not perfect or something like that. He goes, John's the only one. That... Oh, because Micah says, we made it, Dutch. And then Arthur says, John's the only one that made it. And then he goes, I tried. In the end, I did. And you notice that from the story because he tries to be a better person. And I'm just like, in that moment, he's like, none of y'all win. John is that's truly only the only the, one uh, that got out. That's only if you got high honor, though. If you got low honor. Yeah, if you're bad honor, you just. Oh, oh I had high honor. You died. Believe me. I had high honor. I that's had how... high honor. In my opinion, that's how Rockstar wanted you to play mm-hmm. the game. That's how he what you wanted to see. You had the option to go low honor, and Arthur's a scummy piece of shit. Um, but we don't talk about that. But in the high honor, which is what I consider the true playthrough, that's uh-huh. what happens. And it's it's just so that's why I don't think I don't think Dutch changes. I just think our perception of him changes because we're seeing who he truly is, mm-hmm. and and that's why Although- I think he's a greater. He's more of a villain than Micah is. Oh yeah, well, I, and I Micah's say, a fucking asshole. <laughs> I do have Micah to say, Micah is the worst. You you talk about how the entire game Dutch is like slipping up occasionally. The only time the curtain really drops is after the attempt on the train station or the trolley station. No, yeah, it's the train station. Never mind. In Saint Denis, when you're set up and the the cops show up, Dutch gets a head injury in the trolley crash. Like he gets, he yeah. hits his head, so I think that is what really causes the break in Dutch. Like that's where the facade shatters, and he just completely changes from what from he completely he stops caring about hiding the uh, the selfish narcissist and the uh, he's the basically done. Yeah, he he's less he becomes less of a manipulator and more of just an outright villain. Um, which I think was beautiful. It was, because, it like, was actually, and- it was really good because like around the same, uh, that was around the same time. I think that was this. No, that was around the same time that Arthur started manifesting symptoms of tuberculosis. So two, both, both characters, both main characters of this game got life altering medical conditions at the exact same time, pretty much. And Arthur's tuberculosis is, is just saddening because you watch this man who up until he was untouchable. That point, he's untouchable. He's a like you feel he's immortal. He's a fucking badass. He knocks anybody out aside from the time when he gets raped, but that's relevant. That's a stranger mission. But the Mate, you never got that one, did you? The one where he gets raped? You never saw that yeah, stranger did you, mission. Did you get did you get that random encounter? Outside of saying yeah, so a house. Go- <laughs> If you and if you go up to it, the man invites you in for food, he beats you on the back of the head. Arthur's days, and the man just talks about what he's gonna do to him. And then when he gets, when it changes back and it black, the screen goes black, and Arthur wakes up, he's limping. 
Um, but he's like, oh, he Lord. goes back up to the town. He goes up back over to the. You can walk back over there, and the man remarks about what kind of what he's done to you. And if you're like me, I burned him alive. Um, I don't think I don't think I came across that one. I can't yeah. remember. Bill look, look up a video of a clip. It's been later. it's been it's a in, hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Oh yeah, um, Bill comments on it. When when you're in the camp, he goes. It's like, uh, do you know the exact line, Jesse? No, I never saw it though. Oh, he said he says something. He goes. He was like, "There's this guy in the woods, and uh, he's talking about a lot of things that he did to you." And Arthur just looks at him and goes, "You shut your goddamn mouth." <laughs> and he just and feels like, "All right, all right," and he just like leaves. But up up until the part with the tuberculosis, Arthur feels untouchable. And mm-hmm. then when he has. And I think Arthur feels he's untouchable because at the point when he gets his tuberculosis, he realizes his own mortality, and he's mm-hmm. like, it's just like an eye-opening for him. And he's, he doesn't care like, about think, death up until that point. Uh, no, he and care, at that point, he doesn't he care does. about doing the right thing. Like he's like in uh, like when, when you were doing the uh, the mission for the Downs family when you're collecting. Um, Mrs. Downs says, "You know, there's a or do you ever think about eternity?" Uh, and Arthur's like, well, I hope it's fire. I hope it's hot and steamy because if there's something like that, he's like, because if not, I feel like I've been lied to. So he's like, he's expecting he's going to hell and he doesn't care. Yeah. But up to, but, but tuberculosis, it, you see, okay, I'm about to, I'm going to die. Cares. <laughs> I am going to die. <laughs> One and, thing uh, I liked was. I don't want to die. Like he literally says that, you, I don't want to die. Because well, when he talks to them, none. Yeah. And she mentions, she, he says, the truth is, he goes, I'm, scared. I'm afraid. And it's so, it's like, damn, you don't recognize that he was afraid at any point in time. And this man is like showing the epitome of vulnerability. And then the nun like tells him, well, we all have our time, Mr. Morgan. She's like, it will come and we just have to be ready for it. And like basically tells him to make his own end, make peace with himself. Mm-hmm. And one thing I liked is in the beginning of the game, I have a diff. I have a difficulty being mean in the game to random encounters. NPCs, I'm, I did terrible things. But there was a guy, and you chase him down, and he falls off a cliff, and you have the choice to rescue him or let him die. And I rescued him, and he gave me a pin. And in it, he says, and the man did something wrong to you, but in the end, he goes, he says, "You're a good man, Mister." And in the Arthur's last ride, because I had good honor, and I did that mission. I get playing in the back of my, like in the in the background, and goes. He goes. You hear. You're a good man, Mister. And I'm like, I was just like, I was just like, yes, I mm-hmm. did it. This is There's good. Also this is the, this uh, added to my playthrough. The homeless veteran, or sorry, one of the homeless veterans. The uh, the guy who's pretending to be the homeless veteran in Valentine. Who who's Arthur's friend? Yeah, the, like he's Arthur's his friend. Yeah, he te- uh, he Mickey, finally right? tells John. He finally he doesn't tell Arthur, but he finally tells John that he was he was never in the army. He never fought. Yeah. He just found those clothes, and he was li- he he was lying to get sympathy. And Arthur was the only one that gave him the, the time of day. He's like Arthur was uh, the only one that that ever cared. Yeah, and that's another good thing is when you play as John in the epilogue, you can see the encounters. And you see the people that Arthur's touched. You can see, you can meet like, old gang members. You can meet like the Indian chief. You can find. I, I it took me years. No, it, it took me about a year to find out that Mister Pearson. Is the shopkeeper? It goes to Rhodes. In Rhodes, it's the shopkeeper after... in Rhodes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you can, you can. Do you know what the, was one? You can see the building that Arthur donated to help build. You can. Yeah. Uh, you can see his name on it too. Yeah. Like among the names that got donated on there. Like one thing that I didn't get, and that's because the game does have flaws, and one of the flaws <laughs> is 
any random fucking little thing will trigger something, and it you can't go back to it for a yeah. while or permanently. And hey, I at least issue. it's not The Witcher. I had an issue, and I, get I was too. helping the widow who was starving, and I did the first mission. Go and up the second time to teach her how to shoot. Oh, I go, I got it the second time to try to teach her how to shoot. And the fucking gun mechanics shoot over her head. Scares the shit out of her. She runs away. Doesn't... Her, her stranger mission never pops up. Go to visit her as John, because you're she supposed did. to get an action. If you do it successfully... If you do it successfully as Arthur, you teach her how to survive, and you can go back and meet her as John as she talks about Arthur. I go back as John. She's lying dead on the floor because I never taught her how to hunt, and so she starved to death. <laughs> I felt so awful. And I was like, I didn't want to do this to you. I was like, I'm so mad that I let you die. Like, this this hurt me. I was like, I missed out on that. Because I, I found everything that I could. If I miss. could. Yeah. There are. Um, I, and then just little things that you can find. It, if your actions, like, they add. And I think to this did, day, people are still finding things about the game. Did y'all um, ever go as John to uh, see the graves of all the deceased gang members? I didn't. I, I did. See, I never I, went to the, the I hilltop went to a where couple. Arthur died. There's there's an there's an achievement uh, for that one. Uh, visiting all of the all the guys that died. Like like you visit Sean who uh, uh, Sean's grave who is just outside of their Rhodes campsite. They did him dirty. They yeah. did him real dirty. The, that that Sean, like they did his, his death both. was what. His death was like shock factor. Yeah. Uh, Sean's what? But not as bad as Lenny's because at least they address Sean's. Yeah, Sean. Lenny just dies Lenny and just we don't died. get to mourn him. And I, I loved Lenny. He was yeah, my yeah. one of my favorite characters. Uh, you get to, you get to visit. I think Lenny and uh, they Hosea. broke into the morgue. Hosea. They did, they did yeah. break into the morgue. Abigail says they broke into the morgue and stole Hosea and Lenny's bodies and buried them. Yeah, yeah, they were both buried side by side. I think on the side of a road somewhere. Did either of y'all get the ghost, like the memories that John would have when you go to campsites? No, I never went back to campsites though. If you go to a previous campsite, Arthur, I, uh, John re uh, remembers memories of I didn't people do talking. Much. I didn't do much in the epilogue. <laughs> Damn. If you go to I don't know if it's Shady Bell. I don't know if that's the one it is. Whichever one is the one where they have a party after rescuing a Jack. That's Shady Bell. If you go there, that's you hear the celebrating, and he's remembering the happy times. And it, it's sad, because it's like his life is its really sad. Well, that kind of brings um, me which, to a topic I wanted to bring up. Who is your favorite? Uh, I'm going to start with Nate, because we haven't been letting him talk lately. <laughs> You're the, you're the special guest. That, you haven't said a it, word. That's the thing with me. Like a lot of times, <laughs> when there's more than more than one person like in the conversation that I'm in, a lot of times I just stay quiet and let and just just let them talk it out a little bit. Like I I just sit there and listen, and I'm only talk when I'm addressed. Mm -hmm. It it, ha it happens for me. Like, in, it happens for me like in life. It happens for me when I play Dungeons and Dragons. Like it, it happens all the time, and I and let it happen for podcast. some reason. Yeah. And when I'm a guest on a podcast, yeah. But anyway, uh, Nate, who is your like? Who is your favorite non-playable like outside of Arthur and John? Who is your favorite character of the Vanderlyn gang? Like, who is your favorite member? I think just because of how well-rounded he was as a character, I would have to say Dutch. That's Dutch. a good uh, yeah. Just because of, like, I saw how he was in the first game, like, how he, like, was this, 
like this completely desperate thing that depressed, was really d- depressed and frowned upon by all i and just seeing that entire like his entire arc of of falling from grace as it were i mean he was already an outlaw he fell from grace a long time ago but like but as a leader as a friend as a father figure how he fell from grace in that way it just completely rounded out his character and now i'm looking oh the reason why he was like that in red dead one that makes sense now mm-hmm. i have a much better appreciation for dutch as a character so yep. i saw so, so i'd say dutch that's a good answer toby how about you so i have a, a tie in a sense when I, I not really a tie i do have a clear favorite but it's so much that I do want to mention my second one. My favorite non-playable character is from the Vanderlyn gang is easy Sadie. Um, without Sadie's a doubt. Fine. And, and the reason is, is why you think Dutch has one of the greatest character developments. I think it's Sadie. Mm-hmm. Like she, besides Arthur and John, cause those don't count. She's a badass you, man. She is, but she wasn't always You uh-uh. rescue her. And no, she's this no. helpless, like helpless she's widow that, that like her, place got burned down her husband got killed she was like this burned down by like, the vanderlyn gang by the way and then she develops into my spirit uh, unintentionally animal, but Sadie which is Adler a sadistic is asshole <laughs> not that i'm sadistic with a horse but named bob <laughs> she's fan seriously she's like she's like she's... Geralt the witcher she names every horse she has bob but she is a badass and if they make a game that is set in future uh, settings. I want Sadie to I be want, the protagonist. I, I want to see. I, I want a game where you play as Sadie in Argentina because that's where she is. She went to Argentina. The only two surviving members of the Vanderlyn gang that like were big, like, that, that were like the actual like criminals, Bro. are Sadie Adler and Charles. Charles. Which Charles, Charles went is to my Canada. Sec- Charles, Charles right? is Canada. my second favorite one. He's my second favorite, but actually, you're incorrect. No, no, the, Rev, the reverend, the reverend went to uh, New York to, uh, and Mer- well, yeah. I'm talking about the criminal one. There's a third criminal one that he doesn't die, and I forgot his fucking name. Um, the dude with the beady eyes that I can't stand that you kick out of the camp because Strauss. he's a bitch. Oh, Strauss. Strauss. No, he dies. He, he dies. When does he die? The Pinkertons pick him up after the store after Arthur's story ends. They torture him to death, but he ne- he ne- he never actually snitches on the on the Vanderlyn oh. gang. I didn't know. I didn't get that part. I he didn't di- know he, yeah, he I dies in interrogation. Well, shit. Never mind then. But uh, yeah, everybody else dies. Yeah, maybe, maybe like he did that as sort of like an apol as an apology, like like as well, Arthur cared about the gang. Him out. He did care about the gang, but I hated him. Care. He did care. Like he was like like was one snake, of though. like aside from Dutch, like he was the most awful person in the camp. Well, it's because. He was also, well, I don't know, because, so, Bill and Strauss are the only two people that are, that are racist in the game. Like, Micah. they're the only ones that show, no, Micah My, doesn't. Micah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Bill is the one that I, that I hear being aggressively so much. Cause like, Micah, like one of his first lines. Well, maybe I, I must have forgotten that part. But However, like, Micah, con- Micah is worse than Bill because he, he kicks dogs. That is true. Yeah. He but also contrasted. He also contrasted to, has some like weird dialogue. I haven't seen it yet, but like he also has some kind of creepy dialogue with Jack, where John threatens to kill him 
because he's like I haven't gotten he's that. Ma- he's apparently making moves towards Jack. I don't know for what, but he's he's planning something with Jack. But you you can compare it in contrast to Hosea, who is like a father figure in the in the. Uh, I in loved the, Hosea. The, the, he was I great. I did too. But I think I, Strauss I hated because mm-hmm. of all the people that gave you missions, his the ones that you evil. would go, and he's the, his are the only ones that Arthur responds negatively about himself. Even when he's bad, he mentions he hates doing it. He thinks it's mm-hmm. awful. And that's that's one of those. Like, who is your favorite think, character? Okay, well, speaking of characters who are dead, Karen. My favorite character in the entire gang is Karen. Like, she had this awesome personality where, like, she was... A big she, personality at that. <laughs> There's an innuendo there, but I'm not going to take it. Low-hanging fruit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, again, hold on a second. I, 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 must... I, I did not mean for that at all. That was not my intention. Yeah, she genuinely I see what does I, I have see a... what I unintentionally did there. What? What? When did she die? Sorry, it's been a, it's been a minute. She just she, okay. She disappears off, off screen, completely she, off screen, no contact. Nobody no knows nothing. She's the only person that is not given a definitive ending. But the only one whose is death is left ambiguous. She is she is confirmed as dead. Um, but like. Sometime between, uh, between John's arrest, like, but between them arriving in Roanoke Ridge and the end, Karen disappears, um, along with Pearson and Mary Beth. She just screws off somewhere, and the running the 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 most likely theory is she went off somewhere and drank herself to death because, for the entirety of chapter five and six, Karen's drunk. She is absolutely she is. She's, smashed. I think she hates herself. Because, as like unlikely as it is, as much as she projected that she hated him, I think she was in love with Sean. She was... They had they had a thing. Um, but, see, the issue is, like, Karen, Karen, her ending was left ambiguous, and that was intentional, I know. Because, uh... You actually do when you meet Tilly. You talk about what happened to Karen. You like you ask like what what whatever happened to her, um, and K- Tilly doesn't know because Tilly and Karen were close. They, they nobody are. has any idea where she is. Um, but she had, she was she was like subtly, she was like Sadie Adler light. Because she was a badass though. Oh yeah, she is the only. She's the only female member of the gang. Sadie doesn't even stand guard until chapter three. Karen was the only female member of the gang to ever stand watch. Out of all, well, her and Bill, her and Bill were the one that convinced Arthur to go rob Valentine's bank. Uh-huh. Like they're like, hey, we're gonna go rob this. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but Karen reminded me of Pam from the show uh, Archer. I don't know if any of y'all have seen the show. I Archer. haven't watched Archer now. No, well, I ever, seen there's it. a character in her. Her name is Pam, and she is the head of HR. Mm-hmm. And she's like that. She she just reminds me of Karen from the game. Um, Nate, you, you'll get yeah. this one. Toby won't. She reminds me of Yang from seasons one through three of Ruby. Yeah, <laughs> that. But she's I, I she's awesome. That. Like she she's the only one. She's the only one to stand watch. She has those two. She has the two. When you're talking about the, the the robbery in Valentine, she has the two ways you can go with that. She's an actress. She's like one of the only. Uh, she's the only female. She's of the three of Tilly, 
Mary Beth and Karen. She's the only one to like flirt with everyone, but not be serious about it at all. She like implies like her, her first step with Bill. Yeah, it, she well, always threatens to kick him in the nuts. Yeah. The, although there's there's one weird thing I have seen. If you stare at Karen for too long, Bill will come up behind you and punch you. It so may just Bill be always had a thing, thing for, for Karen. Her. No, Bill is confirmed gay. Nate, <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Him and uh, Charles. I did. I did not know that at yeah. all. Yeah, him and Charles. I don't, I don't. I don't pay much attention to what gets called canon and what gets not called. Well, canon yeah, it was. It's, it's stuff that gets said in in camp. And um, you just you you just pick it together. Like he has this yeah. weird passive aggressiveness with Charles, which is not um, which is it's it's very innuendo-y. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can't remember if it's it's one of my coolest just random things that happens in the camp. I don't remember if it's Micah that does it or if it's Bill, but one of them comes up and antagonizes Charles, and he literally does a flip with them and knocks them the fuck out. It's both. And, like, threatens to kill them, which is why, you know, he's a badass and I love him. Yeah. Um, it happens to both. But, but that's that. But here, here's a fun thing, because I know this is the same for you, Jesse. I don't know if it's Nate, so I'll ask Nate first because I already know your answer. But, Nate, what is your favorite just – single funny moment like your your fa- your thing that you, when you think of just funny it's the or just not just funny but just like what like the best moment from the game that you're just like this is this is it this right here this is the it's so weird and funny i love it it's just a single moment what what is it i think i think it's got to be um with the with the uh, the artist in San Denis, I forget what his name was oh yes the, 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 the french guy the, the Yes, the, yeah, just to... <laughs> he <laughs> paints them all the, nude? The, yeah, p- paints everybody in the town nude. Like, my favorite part of that was Arthur was looking around with the biggest, stupidest grin on his face, just looking at everybody. That made it for me. Stop looking at my husband's thing. buttocks. Stop looking at my mama's. Well, she shouldn't have exposed herself. And they like, like, he's, he's, like, his <laughs> grin is his grin is just so big. It's like taking up most of his face. It's so big. And he's just looking yeah. at everybody, just taking it all in. It was fantastic. Well, that was like, me. that was I, it. That is the you, funniest I forgot. Ever. I forgot how great of a stranger mission that yeah. guy is and, like, how you help him escape in drag. And he's he like. Sends you, he sends you a letter later. <laughs> yeah, he does. I know. He does. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Toby, you Not know funny. Here, Here's ours. But this, we, we do. Uh, well, I'm going to preface this but with a little uh, side note here. Can I just say that Roger Clark has to be the greatest motion capture artist or mo- motion capture actor ever. His, faci- his facial expressions are perfect for Arthur. They <laughs> like are. That, that massive grin and me- leading into me and Toby's favorite like Arthur moment, which is uh, the, the Aberdeen pig farm. It's the it look. Is. So A- Aberdeen in the Aberdeen the, the, pig farm. The thousand, the thousand yard stare. No, like, just the, just they, that like little twitch in his eye. Glant, the they glance. invite the, this this couple that you randomly encounter invites you to dinner, which are apparently and, who are apparently brother and sister. Yeah, by and the way. at the moment that they mention that they're brother and sister and <laughs> that they're you know like they fuck each other. And they're married. You look pants to Arthur and his eyes and stuff. They're just like what? So on the on the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube uh, on the version YouTube, that we put out on the on YouTube the version we put out, Jesse will add that onto it so you can see it. <laughs> if you want to see that clip at this point, we'll put it on the YouTube uh, version of this and you can see it. It's and I trust trust me, 
It's worth it. It's literally the <laughs> it's, best. It's like it's even good. It's good even out of context. It's just like Arthur just like he's so awkward and uncomfortable. He's like, he's like why did I say yes? Why did I why did I agree to sit down? It's it's awesome. And that it is my favorite. Like whenever I think of iconic, that's that. The only other moment and this is kind of like my favorite like it goes into my couple favorite badass Arthur moments is the Sandini uh, you're sitting outside of San Denis waking on your ex-girlfriend and the guy, there's this boy sitting there and he's sweeping the streets and he's like, get off the streets, mister. And he goes, why? You can't why? stand here. I don't, he's like, you can't stand here. He goes, says who? And he comes up, he goes, just leave. And he slams the rake and Arthur knocks the rake out of it and bitch slaps him. Well, he, no, he, and doesn't, even, he doesn't even slap him. He knocks the rake out of him. He's like, he knocks the rake out of his hand. He's like, you're lucky I'm waiting on a lady. <laughs> no, no, he bitch slaps him. He didn't do it for me. He, he just said, he just oh. like, he knocks the rake out of his hands. And says, if I wasn't waiting on a lady, you'd be dead. I wonder if that's different for honor, because in mine, he literally, because it makes me laugh. He just, he just reaches back and just backhands him, and he's just like. Were you high honor at that point, Toby? I think so, maybe. I was I high been, honor. That's, that's or, or like relatively high honor. Were you in the good yeah. honor portion of that? Yeah, that because that's honor. chapter five or six. I was low. That's it, because oh. I'm chapter five or six, and I got, that's when I started, hey, mister, how you doing? And you start hey. greeting everybody to get Dude, your been, to I would, like, let, let me let me say let me say this let me say this i was doing that from the get-go uh my the way I, that i played arthur's like sure he was a criminal but he was it like sure he was a a guy that did bad things but like so, sort of like if if you remember the the quote that zangief uh from street fighter made in the Re first wreck it ralph movies like He's a bad guy, but he's not necessarily a bad guy. <laughs> so, so I was, so I was like playing him like that. So from the get go, from the very start of the freaking game, I was uh, saying hi to, like, being nice and saying hi to every single person. I was taking the moral high ground route of everything, and like, looking back on it now, like, I should, I should have made like some low honor, more low honor decisions just to let just to like have things rounded out more but me being like raised right by mama or in, in like goody two shoes ass like stuff like that like just couldn't bring myself to it i murdered everything in sight chapters one through four i antagonized the shit out of everyone when you get that mission where you can shoot the bottles off their head i intentionally shot their heads like i killed everything if you looked at me funny in the you game would, i would kill you with the with the twin brothers that uh, that were arguing over the girl, you shot them. In the I head? would fail. The, I would fail the mission on purpose so that I could shoot them. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, and the the girl reacts. She's like, "Why did you do that?" Arthur's like, "I wanted to." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> did, 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 did you know it's like uh, when you go with uh, when you go with Mary to see the show, or if you just go to any show in general, there's this one uh, that this one dude that apparently can catch bullets in his mouth and you shoot him and he dies yeah. no <laughs> i I, did, I didn't do like, like i i didn't do that but, but like you can you can actually go up and sh and shoot him directly in the mouth like there's no time limit or anything like you can take your time with shooting it you shoot him directly in the mouth he catches it but i was like i like like really contemplate like that's what someone does, and he goes, "Ow, you son of a bitch! Why'd you do that?" And he like runs off the stage. I saw a clip of somebody shooting him in the leg, and Arthur goes, "I thought you could catch it," and it just 
and it kills me every time. Then that's the best part of these games. So somebody intentionally shot him in the foot rather he, than in the mouth? He shoots him in the leg because they go, can someone do it? And he does it. And the guy just goes, oh, you son of a bitch. And I'll have to find the clip and show it to you. No, I, I played along with the whole entire thing. I shot him in the mouth and it and like he legitimately caught it from the from so close yeah. a range I did. I was like, I've okay, seen that. that's pretty that's, if, if you that's shoot him in the cool. leg. If you that's shoot him in the leg, cool. he limps off the stage. I've seen that happen in real life. I've seen I've contemplated catch a just. I've contemplated shooting him in the head, though. <laughs> see see how people would react. I was like, nah. Like I'm on, I'm on a date right now. I probably shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, she might get mad at you. I did boo them the entire time. I didn't. I did. I, I, if you can't tell, until the chapters well, where I felt the need to be good, I played it bad. Can I say... Um, when you're going to that show, you know the lady who's the, the fire dancer? Yeah. Yes. Mary doesn't like it if you uh, cheer her on. She, do- oh. she doesn't like it. Because, <laughs> like, I don't like, remember you that. Have the, you have the opportunity during that to attempt to, like, do the, the yawn and reach and grab Mary's shoulder. <laughs> but Archer, or, or, Arthur, like, but fails he, it immediately. But he completely like, wimps out. Yeah, he, he, just... he sees her. He's like, uh, uh, nope. <laughs> but. Like you can, you can cheer the fire lady on, and it's like Arthur making like cat calls at her, and Mary's like Arthur. Did you ever get the the prostitute stranger mission in Valentine? Did I did, but I could. N- I, I only I only ever got it to work just recently. Like the first few times the, I got seen, which ends the mission immediately. Um, it gave me a retry. It didn't me. It'll retry if you fail it. The thing that I did, and it was I, I, I did against the game. So the game wants you to either turn her in, or do what she wants to do. So what I did was I did it for her. She pays me. I hogtied, take her to the sheriff, and I turned her in, and I did double. And you the game gave me double low honor. Anymore. They, they, they do, and they, the game gave me double low honor. I don't think the game wants re- you to do that anymore. I think they patched that out. Well, that was upsetting because she goes, "You lied, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I just take it I up, tried. and he's like, "It's awesome." I tr- I tried to do that. They, uh, I didn't. Know I got shot the second I walked out of the room. Yeah, that and the sheriff of Valentine has killed his wife. I didn't, you didn't know, know that. that. I didn't know he. Ki- I know he go, has a wife. During, so in Valentine, if you go up on the back door of the sheriff's department at one time in the chapter, these are the random things you can hear through the door. You hear her him kill her. They have an argument, and then you hear him strangle her to death. Hmm. And then he walks out, and you can like kind of fish for him for information. It's funny. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's one of the coolest. Like that's that's the things that I did. I look. I would Google like what are things that I can find about Red Dead, and I would go find them because I wanted to do everything I could in the game. I wanted to see all the little yeah. details and stuff. Could the never vampire. find print. I did that one. Yeah, he I killed did the me. Vampire. He killed me. Um, um, he almost I found me. Yeah, which you can't find her. We don't know what you, happened you, to her. You can't find her. Okay, so I I looked this up myself. Uh, apparently, um, she does have a uh, uh, an, an NPC character model that is somewhere in the game. Uh, apparently, Rockstar had it to where there was an actual stranger mission based around that, based around finding Princess Isabeau. Uh, uh, I- IKZ or what or whatever uh, she's called, mm-hmm. and it had to do with finding her and taking her to uh, uh, to the sheriff's uh, to par- sheriff's office at Ansburg. Uh, 
I'm not entirely sure, like, I mean, like, they took it out completely, which I'm kind of sad about. Which, yeah, because it's, it's one of the weird mysteries. Yeah, it is one of the weird mysteries, and seeing that resolved could have been really, really cool, but they took it out. Mm. And But you can find her suitcase in yeah, the, it, in in the at the fence in Van Horn uh with with like a little doll or something right next to it. There is a theory that I did see about it that uh there are a couple that if you look closely at the things surrounding uh IKZ's uh suitcase at the fence in Van Horn, you go to Aberdeen Pig Farm and you know the cabinet that Ar- Arthur opens up and there's like a skull in there and stuff. And he like gets mm-hmm. startled and closes it right back. And he says he saw Mama or something like that. I think is what. The... So, so something something akin to that. But if you look at some of the things that are in there, they're the, they're similar to or the exact same things that you see around IKZ's uh, suitcase. So mm. there's a th- so there's a theory going around. That that the that even though she has a character model in the game that's alive and well, she's like like tw- like twenty years old uh, rather than like the six that she is in the poster. But like the theory is that uh, IKZ was traveling somewhere and uh, they they she and whoever was with her came ac- came across the Aberdeens and. Uh, that they yeah which would kind of make sense compared to what the aberdeen pig farm is uh like based off of which is the group in the old west that murdered people at travelers and hid them under their basement that would that would that's a really good theory i've i've I've, i think i may have heard that one but i'm not sure but that is that is cool because that's the one thing that always bothered me you couldn't figure it out that may be that may be what they did since they scrapped the stranger mission that may be like pieces they may have put pieces there to give that implication so they wouldn't have people like say, "Oh, you scrapped a stranger mission and you left stuff in it." No, they may have left clues there to say, "Okay, we tied this knot, even though we don't have the stranger mission there." Uh, mm. What is maybe. uh, Nate? What what is your personal? What is your your favorite mission, and then your favorite fun mission? So you know they give you missions that are not like a fighting based or anything, and they're just kind of like a pastime thing. Which yeah. what, what what's your favorite of each of those? Okay, my favorite, uh, like, big serious mission has got to be the storming of Braithwaite Manor. That's mine, yes, too. Yes, that's, that's same. Mine. That's it, mine as well. It, it's, like, it's, it's awesome. When you're playing that, when you're riding with all the men of the, ga- of the gang, and like, in a V formation, you just, you can't, you cannot help but feel like a badass. so powerful and badass just walking but, through the house with a shotgun blasting. somebody's but, gonna that, fuck like fuck. like 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 picture this like a whole bunch of men on horses flying v formation going down the trail you get to the you like you're heading towards the long driveway of the braithwaite manor you get there and all each of you get off of your horses and you all just walk in a straight line gun, guns in hand armed all looking menacing it's like and who? All right. It, it Can just... I just say once again, praising the acting in this game, Ben Davis, uh, arrogant prick that he may be, is phenomenal. That's Dutch's uh, actor, as right? Dutch, yes. Yeah. He is. Yes, he's awesome. fantastic. Like, the the way he like he do, those voice cracks Dutch has, those are all like each and every one is intentional, and the way he does them, it like it just it conveys so Ew. much emotion. It, 
it is immaculate like the way they did the that. way he did like he only and they only happen when he's angry like dutch only loses control of his voice when he's seriously angry and like when you're storming braithwaite manor he calls out to uh what's her name uh catherine Catherine Braithwaite, yeah. Because I don't and think he's ever he's been as just... angry as he ever was, except when they took Jack. That's like the that's when you see him like. But, oh, oh well, like, like Angelo Bronte. Uh, when he, uh, true, when he but that was Bronte. petty. Like, that well, was in, in, in all bad. like in mm. his defense or like anybody's defense, like if you had like your friend's kid or like no no, well, no matter if it's John, your he sees like, John no Arthur matter if it's somewhat of like your kid his brothers slash sons. So, sort of like John and Arthur, they were seemingly like, e- even though it's not official, like they were seemingly they're essentially raised by Dutch. Mm-hmm. Like Dutch is like technically their father. Yeah, but so, he calls them he 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 refers to them as both of his as both his brothers and his sons in various times. Yeah, exa- exactly. But but like in, in sort of that thing, like if John like essentially is his adopted son, then. Uh, the Braithwaite just stole away his grandson in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. So l- like, it doesn't matter like whether it's your your own kid, your your grandson, your your friend's kid, your friend's grandson. Like no matter like if there's a kid in, if there's a kid involved, that like then shit's about to go down yeah. if there's if there's a kid involved. If All you, right, if what about you do something about it, then yeah. the shit's gonna go down. Yep. But now, what what about your uh, your favorite like mission? That's just like fun. You just have fun whenever you do it. Fun mission. Let's see. That would probably have to be uh, going out and drinking with Lenny closer to the beginning <laughs> of the game. Yes. <laughs> that see that that I feel like doesn't count because that's everybody's favorite mission. It's amazing, Lenny, my boy. <laughs> I mean, it's it is. Amazing. I mean, it is like sort of story driven. Like it is part of part of the overall story, but like that's the most that's the most fun that you get to do in there. Like you get so drunk that everyone is Lenny. That's my favorite part. And you get in there and you have the two Lennies that are fucking. That was one of my. He's like, oh my! His eyes get so like, big what, when he what, sees it. When he goes, when he when he accidentally walks in on them and they weren't Lenny, he's like, oh, sorry. Then then he goes back and they are Lenny. He just screams and runs back <laughs> out. It's like you, like if you think about it, like they're definitely not Lenny. Like he's already done this. He's already done this before, but he's gotten so drunk that <laughs> that he just he just gets scared as all get out. Like rather than oh sorry, he just screams and just sprints out the room like all terrified and it's hilarious. Because he just can't. He's like waving he... it like. He's like waving his arms everywhere. It's like <laughs> when he's running and he goes, "You'll never catch me alive," and then he trips and falls. He quotes. He quotes. I didn't do that. I got. I got away. Actually, if if I did too. If you fail, I got away my first time. But if you go back and fail, you get at you get like a secret like cutscene with Lenny in the jail. Yeah, um, but I, as he's, I wish as he's I, jumping I wish over the fence, that. if you fail to jump over the fence, he quotes the Declaration of Independence. He's like, "Live liberty." And the pursuit of happiness. My favorite is when he wakes up, he's yep. peeing. But my favorite is they didn't animate anything, so it's no. just a stream falling. But the, I'm just like, it, it just cracks me up for some reason. 
But I love that your, mission so much. I think yeah, yours and my one. like wake up sequences got very different. Like, like, like he uh, during like, during so the mission, Toby, he he wakes up peeing like or like the game fades in with Arthur peeing in first person outside. Oh, outside, yeah, inside. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, I I was th- I was thinking like like when he wakes up after like get get it after getting away because uh, when I did it when he get away, um, Jesse, you told me about uh, how his horse comes up and starts licking him in the face. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I didn't do that. Like I'm not entirely sure if it was like a a waiting thing, think and I just it did that didn't happen. But I, I feel like it. if it was a movie, that would happen. <laughs> like if it, if it. I could have I could have sworn that you animation t- like that it would have happened like that. I could have sworn that you told me that he was passed out and all of a sudden his horse came up and started sniffing him or something and I was like I, the horse I, was like nearby if, sniffing the ground. I think I may have missed my that, my but. horse was still in Valentine and I had to <laughs> and I had to hitchhike. It's the worst when your horse is stuck somewhere. It's like your horse cannot whisper. Well, you cannot whistle for your horse. It's too far away. It's like why did I get on this goddamn train? They, I, I was like me. across Fuck. the map. I was like sprinting as fast as I can to the like constantly whistling to try and get my horse to come. The worst but, is when your horse gets stuck up in the mountains where you never go. That happened to me so many times looking yep. for stuff. Although that's another thing, the horse. So in the game, you know, you get you, you establish the relationship with your horse so much. It's an extension of you, oh, and then the horse yep. dies, and it's. Like, I oh. have a special. <laughs> I have a special thing with my horses. Okay, so, so like. When it came to with the horses, I had special names for each of mine. Like uh, Jesse knows this. Whenever I name something, it's got to have a meaning of some kind. And out of the five, nope, six horse, nope, yes, six horses that I that either as Arthur or John that I've owned in the game, all of them, all of their names referred to, uh, referred to something. So. The first one, the one that you get from the tutorial, the the I, I forget I forget what kind it was, but it was like brown and white spotted or something like that. I called it Easy Blaze there, because you save it from a burning barn. Like, because so I was thinking that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You get you get you get the second one, which is uh, which was the big black like really beefy one. Uh, I, I, again, I forget what kind of a horse that is. It was I'm, a war horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a war horse. What, what are you sure? I'm pretty sure it was. that's the one you get with the game if you buy like a better edition. And I'm pretty sure that's probably what it is. because okay, I got well, one like that. Yeah, like it gives you the option of either keeping it or selling it. I decided to keep it, and I went like slightly a bit more corny with this, and I and I called it Thunder because like first, firstly, it was big and black like a storm cloud, and like the, he was just so big that I that, that like I'm sure that if it were a lot more realistic, if it were like a movie, then. His, like his hoofs bang, his hooves banging on the trail. It would sound. It would sound like a a storm was coming. The third one that I got, it was a different one from uh from the uh from, that I got from the stables. Uh, I I think it was during that same mission where you were going to take the big black warhorse to the stable where where you unlock actually unlocked the stables and yeah. got like got like the horse brush and all that. Uh, I, I had trouble naming it. I looked up what Arthur's previous horse was before he got the one in Coulter. Bodicea. Yeah, it was Bodicea. I, I looked up uh, the origin and meaning of that. Apparently, it's Celtic, and it means victory. So, so I was like, okay, this may be even more corny, but I'll, I'll name it Nike, uh, which, which is the uh, Greek goddess of victory. 
that that one definitely seemed seemed a bit out of place for me. But then came the White Arabian. Ah, see, my, that's my, that's what I went first for. Yeah, I, my, I literally that thing, when I, that thing was my baby. It when she I, was fantastic. I named her Isabella after the after Lake Isabella, the the place I found her around. She's a bitch uh, to catch. Or a he. total, a total, total. And I did it. It's I only did been it female in chapter, every time I go get it. I did it in chapter two, and because how fast that horse was, I named it after the George Jones song "White Lightning." Because <laughs> she'll mess I, you up like I that. She's about, a bitch, though. I thought about naming it like like Angel or something, and but I was like, I was like, wait, what's the name of that lake that I found around Isabella? Great. And then while I was naming her. I heard this stable hand that the the guy that was in charge of the stable was like, "Oh, that's a, that's an interesting name." I'm, I like go go I go, like being really sarcastic with it. I go back, change it back to Angel's Angel is like that. Now that's a good name for a horse. I'm like, "Screw you, dude. I'm changing it back to Isabella." <laughs> Fuck that you. Horse, that Wouldn't horse ran me into more trees. You, but if that's your name, that's your name. That horse ran me into more trees, got me killed by panthers <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> But still, like, crack. but still, you, great horse. Still, great horse. Uh, then when I got died, the, mm. then I got the Black Arabian uh, from Sandinay. I never got that one. I accidentally set my White Arabian on fire once. <laughs> I had to restart. Oh yeah. Uh, and, well, yeah. I was trying to light the Ku Klux Klan on fire. Yeah, you can meet the Ku Klux Klan in the game. And when I threw a bottle, she like a dumbass ran in front of it, and I burnt her, all the clansmen, and the cross. It was really, uh, it was awful. It was bittersweet. It was like. It was. I was like, the the, it was just the worst. You know, you could have just waited. They would have burned themselves. I know that's the best part. The, the, you can meet the Ku Klux Klan three times in the game, and every time they, they hurt set themselves. themselves. In the first on one, fire. they they set themselves on fire. In the second one, they're trying to lift a cross. It falls and kills them. And in the third one, they complain that there's nobody left. And <laughs> each time you interact with them, like if you do nothing and just watch them hurt themselves, you gain honor. And if you kill them, you gain honor. It's the <laughs> no, only people you but can like, kill and gain honor. If you watch them, like if you kill them, you gain honor. But if you just watch them kill themselves, like one of them will always survive. And he's like, "Why didn't you do anything? Why <laughs> didn't you help?" Uh, let's see. Um, yep. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, back to uh, back to the horses. Sorry. Like I f- I feel like. Uh, like that's, I feel like talking about naming horses is not as entertaining as watching the Ku Klux Klan kill themselves. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You can't beat the Ku Klux Klan killing themselves. It's it's the most entertaining thing in the game. All the different interactions you you well, meet. Well, like, te- well, technically, like on the horse side of things, like if you accidentally burned your white Arabian Toby, like uh, I get, I would guess like uh, you turned her skin black. So I so I guess, so I guess uh, you did get a black Arabian. I did technically. In in one thing, one thing that kind of combines to to move the subject forward, the uh, one thing speaking of the Ku Klux Klan, how you get the honor for getting them. If you another person that literally no, like if you shoot the Ku Klux Klan, and the the if the if the lawman happens to see you, then you get wanted in Lemoyne, which I think is adding to what one of the the one of the soldiers there mentions or strangers. He mentions that the town is of uh, roads is dangerous. And he mentions that you shouldn't be here. It's uh, and so like it mentions that there's like really racial tensions and also between the the two families. You know they fight each other. But one character who no one will care, no matter what you do to it, in the middle of Saint Denis is the eugenics man <laughs> and the man who's promoting like genocide. If you straight up lasso him, you can drag his ass around See, town, beat the shit out of him, shoot him in the face in front of a cop. The cop doesn't care. And See, it's I would have thought it was the suffragette. 
No, see, because when Arthur talks to her and she's like, he, because like Arthur, weirdly, they write him to where like he's not blind, but like he's he's colorblind. He doesn't recognize. He's, he doesn't believe there are differences he's between more like, women. He's ambivalent, but he's not like he's not like I don't see color. He's like I hate everyone equally. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I don't when he see talks, you as equals. I just see you as somebody. I I just see you as another person. I hate. So when he talks to the eugenics man, he mentions how it's it's like he's like well, this seems stupid, and mentions what why not do this? And the eugenics eugenics man's go off on him, and then when the woman he, is responding to him, for, out the guy literally screams out. He's like, "This man believes in equality," <laughs> and it's it's great. And then when the suffrage lady interacts with him and is kind of being a little bitchy to him, he says something. And it takes her off guard because he's like, well, I think this is always fine to be like this. Like, basically meaning, like, equal rights and things. And she's just taken so off guard and, like, is disgusted and won't talk to him well, for no. the rest. She said, no, like, no. it's like Arthur, like, she's like, do you think women should have the right to vote? He says, well, yeah, I think everybody should have the right to vote. And she's like, oh, you're a true progressive, sir. But then Arthur follows up. He's like, of course, I think anybody who does vote's a fucking idiot. <laughs> then she just oh, gets she's so like, oh, a cynic, are you? Please leave. <laughs> and I, I think this, this, it's just those are like they're just the greatest. Yeah. Besides, the, except here's a random encounter I didn't care for. This guy who kept getting bit by snakes never, <laughs> never learned his he lesson. He gives you free stuff. Yeah, but he would keep getting bit. Stop getting bit by damn snakes. I'm tired of He's sucking your poison out of on wherever I sucked it out of. Parts of the map too. <laughs> He's like the man has bad luck. There was also there's also the prisoner I think who were... keeps getting caught, and he makes you like shoot his chains off every time. He's like, I get it. Is this the last time? I swear. <laughs> yeah, Arthur I think tells there him are two guys that get bit by snakes. Actually, oh yeah, there's two. Yeah, there's a white guy and a black guy that do it. Yeah, yeah. But, well, well, but like they keep one of them, bit. like a couple of times, like like. Uh, for one guy, the one that, the one guy that's like really really grateful. You like I suck out the venom. Uh, the the other one I like tried to give him like medicine or something like that, and like he completely like goes off on me. He, he swats the medicine out of my hands, like like saying like saying like, like like what the hell is wrong with you? Is it, I think it's like suck out the venom, give him whiskey or give him medicine. I tr uh I didn't I didn't feel like sucking out the venom at the time, so I gave him medicine, and he just swats it out of my hands, like. Like, dude, what the hell? I'm trying to help you, and then he just, and then he dies like one second later. Uh, okay, that that may not have been the guy who uh, who got bit because I've never given medicine to the guy because I know if you suck the venom out, you get free stuff. Um, but I think the guy you may have been talking about was uh, there's there's one guy I forget what happens to him. I think he either gets shot or he's get he gets it's it's one of the hunters who gets stuck in a trap um, or something like that. He get he's mortally wounded. And you have the choice of either give him whiskey or give him give him medicine. If you give him medicine, he dies because the medicines it's too late to help him. But if you give him whiskey, he's like, "Thank you, I'm gonna die now. You can take everything I have for free." Uh, basically, the whiskey helps him die painlessly. <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of random encounters where you have to decide whether people live or die. There's also, I think. I think my favorite, like, of the actually, like, random things that gets spawned every now and again. Uh, the guy's trying to break into the safe. Yes. Um, yes. Because it's different. Because it's different for each time. Like, there's one where they're trying to beat it open with sledgehammers. One where they're trying to pick it. 
One where they're trying to shoot it open and like they ric it ricochets and kills them. They try, there's one time where they try and blow it open and it does work, but it kills them. And Arthur Arthur takes the money. He's like, "I'll spend it. I'll spend it in your honor, gentlemen." You know what my favorite, uh, uh, like, truly surprised Arthur moment is with the Stranger Mission, and that's when you encounter the circus man, and you go rescue <laughs> yes, his animals. Yes, Lady Margaret. And you have you have the the zebra, which yeah. turns out to be a donkey painted like a zebra. There was another animal, and then when he goes, "I need you to get my lion," and and Arthur goes, "Really?" And he's well, like, no. "I wonder what it's, this is." It's a okay. It's a zebra. A lion, a zebra is a donkey painted like a zebra. A lion, which is a dog dressed up to look like a lion. And then he's like, a, okay. A my, tiger. A, a tiger. A cougar painted like a tiger. No, no. The yes. final one. Oh, yeah, there was a, yeah. Yeah, there was a tiger like that, yeah. The but final, yeah, the final one. one. A cou- the the a final one, ta- yeah. He's <laughs> like, okay, my best lion has escaped. And he's like, it's, uh, this oh, ain't going to sure be the lion. lion. And it's it's a, probably a dog. It's a, it's a lion. Like, it's an actual, actual freaking lion. You go to Emerald Ranch, and Arthur's like, "Okay, that ain't no that ain't no lion in there. I promise you." He opens the door. There's nothing in there. He's like, "Okay." He thinks it's a dog. He thinks it's the dog that was dressed up like a lion. He's like, and then <laughs> then he, then the lion yeah, gets out, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's an actual lion!" And you're forced to kill it. You are. It's amazing. They See, die. I, I killed it. it. I the circus. You can stumble upon their wreckage. Huh. Yeah, I don't it's in the, it's in the mountains. That. You can stumble across it. It's all everything's escaped, and you see their dead bodies. Huh? Yeah, they die. I think the lion, or I think some, I don't know what happens to them, but probably they die. the cougar dressed as a tiger probably got to them. Probably what do you think happened to the uh, the other circus. The, oh, the, the one sorry, the, pi- the freak the, show, the freak show, the, the freak show. Oh, I, I hated those guys. I, I, Wait, I I'm, I'm, I forgot the. Who uh, were they? The, the, there's like she's got the the giant and the, the uh, she's got a giant oh yeah, yeah the, those yeah what do you think happened to them I don't know what happened I don't know because I know you, you uh, can go they, see them in San Denis you can go see you can go see them in show their act they is give you half freaking their, terrible they, they well it depends like they they go like the giant tries to kill one of the audience members okay okay so I know exactly how it goes so. She brings someone up on stage uh, to try and like hit him and see if he gets phased. Like he hit, he hits him at first, and like the way that the mechanics looked, they looked like he was like a, like a piece of cardboard. Like he get, like he gets punched, like he barely moves, like he's just a cardboard cutout. And then, and then the guy tries again, doing a much lower blow to the stomach, and then he gets phased and just goes off on the guy. Uh, Magnifico is a li- who was a little dwarf magic man. He hated him. He's, he uh, tries to distract the crowd and try and get try and get things lively again. But his idea of it was I forget uh, what the what the lady's name was, but um, like uh, <laughs> his like for my next trick I'm going to uh, make her clothes disappear. My, I'm yeah I'm gonna make her clothes disappear. And it works. So I'm going to I'm going to relieve her of her frock, like say oh okay interesting. So, so like big puff of like colored like like yellow like pink whatever smoke, and and there she and there she is just just like hmm. like tr- trying her best to like keep her top on her. It's like what the hell are you doing, man? Yeah, you do. The, the show was stay, not good. If you stay and leave again, you get uh, you get half of the the box office so as a reward 
I don't know. I yeah. I, I think I remember that. I I yeah. stayed for I stayed for the whole show. I did too. Actually, like like just. Uh, yeah, it's uh. I mean, like the other acts after it, like 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 the like the lady that was singing at the end, like that that was pretty good. But like their their show, their show was was absolutely not good. Yeah. No, it, was, it, it wasn't good. Uh, I mean, it was laugh. It was laughable. Like, like, oh, like that's, that's cute. But you know, whatever. Yeah, I what uh, to kind of bring us to a closing issue, um, like thing we don't want to run for too long. But last, one of the last things. What is each of your favorite Arthur quotes? Mm. Like line from it. What's, what's each of your mm. favorite one? I forget where it happens in the game, but one, but one I find uh, ra- rather like, like both badass and amusing is, forgive me if I slip and stab you in the face. <laughs> oh, it's where you it's it's the time when you sit down to play uh, five finger fillet with Micah. Right. Forgive me if yeah, I, I slip I, yeah, and I, stab I, you I, in I the face. I remember that now. Yeah, it's like. For one thing, like I remember it now. It's like the so re- the reasons why I like that so much. Like for one thing, it was at Micah's expense, and <laughs> like se- like secondly, like it was it was just Arthur being funny, and thirdly, like the overall entire thing of it, th- just just like the overall sense of the quote itself. Like for, for, please forgive me if I slip and stab you in the face. Like that's just such a complete turn. From from like like I'm, from his please forgive character. me I like if I do stab you in the face I apologize but like <laughs> it, it's a it's a funny it's a funny quote and having it be at Micah's expense that's that's the best that's best the part. kicker that's the best yeah. part of it. What about you, Jesse? Uh, well, it's at the it's at the end of the uh, the whole Downs storyline, which kind of is a strange kind of thing. Mo- like it shows the shift. In Arthur, from like the bad guy to the good guy, or to the like guy who's trying to redeem himself, but you only get it if you have high honor. You cannot mm. do it. it. It's one of those things that is locked. If you if you have low honor, you cannot access the later stages of that quest. Well, I had high honor, so I got. Yeah, it. yeah I knew that. Same, I got honor. Too. Um, it's like it's like the nun. You cannot go back to see her if you have low honor. Um, but anyway, uh, it's like the end of that, end of that whole storyline, or like maybe the second to last mission. Where you're going to, uh, uh, the kid is working in the mines and he's getting bullied, and they're they're trying to they're, they 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 might kill him if Arthur doesn't intervene, uh, and like he tries to he's like leave him alone let let him go, but the, and they're like they're like laughing at him because this is after the whole tuberculosis thing Arthur's looking kind of weak and shriveled up, uh, and they're like what what are you gonna do he's you're not all looking you're, so hot yeah. He, you're at death's door yourself, and Arthur just like kind of rasps out. He's just kind of looking there. Defe- he looks there to be defeated, but he looks up under like he's got his head turned down, so you can just barely see his face. And he's Fantastic like, "Come back, let the boy go, or I'll kill you, same as I did his daddy." And it's just like I got chills when f- I saw it. Fantastic comeback! It was a because great comeback. because you know, like he hated doing that. But he's still you. He's he's gonna use that. Like he, it's the perfect intimidation factor. Like you just yeah. you killed the father of the guy you're trying to protect. 
what like so, so so and so they're like oh shit <laughs> no they're not they, they don't they don't get intimidated at all they don't get intimidated until arthur kind of kills their leader yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah well, my, but, but, but my, like like in a regular sense like if that actually happened in real life like people would be like oh yeah. shit this guy means business seriously i think my favorite uh quote is it's a little bit of two different things it's kind of like my favorite section of dialogue in the specific scene like they all work together but there's two specific ones and that's the mission where you take jack fishing mm. and you get interrupted by um the pinkertons, the pinkertons. and agent ross yeah. and uh milton. I can't think, milton. milton and my favorite part is he goes he goes there's a bounty on your head uh, uh, five thousand dollars on your head alone and arthur just looks up and he goes five thousand dollars can i turn myself in can I turn myself <laughs> and that's in? one of my favorite, but my actual, like, truly favorite, like, the time where you just, it just, it's so good. He sits there, and he goes, it's like your friend, Matt Callender, and he's, like, basically says we killed him, and he just, he, he, you just see Arthur, he, like, lifts up his hand, he throws down his fishing pole, he lunges at the man, he goes, you enjoy being a rich man's toy, do you? And he's, just like, just the yeah. full thing, and, like, the man and, just, like, steps back, well, and then Agent Ross pulls the gun out and, like, holds it to him, mm-hmm. and he's, like, because they're threatened by him. And it's just glares. But that whole scene is so good. Well, Mil- and Milton even- comes back. <laughs> He's like, you people venerate savagery. Savagery. And you, and you will, will die, die savagely. savagely. And they all do. They, they do, do die savagely. They do. And I think that is a weird... And, and then at the end of it, and this is my favorite, like, where they link the games. At the end, uh, Agent Ross... Agent, Ro- Agent Ross looks at Jack as they're leaving, and he just goes, enjoy fishing while you can, son. And Jack's yeah. a little baby. In it's, the first game, at the end of the game, you play Jack and you go kill Agent Ross because for Ross killing on your a dad. fishing trip. And Ross is on no, a wait, fishing on a hunting trip, trip but he was near but he's a fishing, lake, so it's and like... he was fishing, and it's just like foreshadowing, like that is amazing. It gives you chills, like, and once again, it just proves that these these games, in particular the second one, are just their art. They're like just as good as any Oscar worthy movie. Like they. It is, I just can't praise it enough, and it's just the best. It's mm-hmm. it's the best game you know, I've ever played. With that last scene in there, I honestly thought, like, I was doing research on this, too. It's like, uh, I saw this article. It's like, if there is a third Red Dead Redemption game, there's only one person they can have for the main protagonist of that. If they're going and back in they, time. Well, no... Yeah, well, not necessarily, like, not, not if going back in time, but, like, st- staying in what happens after Red Dead 1, like, then it's got to be Jack. Because looking at it, like, aside from the, you know, the, the retconned ones mm-hmm. in the in the, uh, in the second game, Jack is, like, one of the only remaining members uh, or honorary members of the Vanderlyn gang. But I don't think Jack would ever go back to, to doing any life of crime because and this is kind of a hint that they give us in GTA five. So Jack likes to read. He, he wrote a book. To, he, he, he wrote a book. And in GTA five, you can find a book called Red Dead Redemption or something like that by, by Jack Marston. By Jay Marston. And it's perceived yeah. to be Jack. So that's why I think if they do one that takes place in the after the events of Red Dead Two, and it's gonna it is, be Sadie. It was confirmed in the epilogue of Red Dead Two. That Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto, at least GTA Five, are in the same universe. Because when you're playing as John, if you're working at that farm, one of the guys that comes and like uh, kind of roughs you up a little bit is confirmed to be the grandfather 
of Trevor Collins from Trevor, from GTA yeah. Five. And one of the guys and with him is also traveler. he's also the guy. One of the guys with him is also Michael's grandfather from GTA hmm. Five. Or no, no, sorry. Michael's grandfather is in the game somewhere because it's been it's been confirmed because like they are it's the same actors. Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of like a, I think, a special cameo sort of yeah. deals. But I think if they continue in the future franchise, because you know they're going to be ones. If oh, they yeah. continue it and they continue how oh, they've been, which is the next one. one goes before, I think what I would like to see is I'd like to see the Vangeline gang in their prime, uh-huh. and I think it should take I would place. love to see that, so like, with them in the one thing I prime. think they could do is, so you know the characters that die before, you don't meet them. They die off screen. No, 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 I think yeah. if you want to continue in Red Dead Redemption franchises, you play as the main protagonist and they die, we can then play. Then you play as Arthur. Yeah, as Arthur, like, again, but you play as... Um, play as one of the guys that dies in the bank job gone wrong and then after it you play as Arthur in the little epilogue that leads into the events of Coulter. I think that is how I'd like to see it. I think that'd well, be great because okay. I would like well, to see Well, in like that sort of that. sense, like Sadie, Sadie would not have been introduced at all. Sadie would have been a happily married, uh, would have been happily married and not the badass that she is in Arthur. Matt Calendar Arthur or Davy Calendar. What do you mean? Nate? Well, well, you're saying that Satan, uh, the a third Red Dead Redemption game, you would love to have Sadie as the as the protagonist, but uh, before, like, if... no, I'm saying, I'm saying, if they were, if uh, the way, only way I see it as a as taking place after Red Dead Two would be if Sadie was the protagonist. Oh, okay. If they're okay. going to continue okay. before, it should be Mac or Davy Calendar, Cal- Calendar, but because I'd like to One see why like to see. they're running from the West because that's where they were. They were originally in the West. Which is New Austin, where the Vanderlyn gang ran. I'd like to see them be there in their prime, and you know, fucking shit up. One that I might, I, I one that I think would be that. interesting, is not the Vanderlyn gang in their prime, but the Vanderlyn gang when it was founded. So like, if you were to play, be if Dutch you were to play as like, no, well, if you were if you were to play as like Hosea, or Dutch, yeah, Hosea or Dutch, that would be that that'd be interesting. Like you they can could do see. that, but that would differ from the other ones because they don't die. Yeah. So that would be like, I think if they're gonna do it, like, and you know they're going to, because it's that that's way that the are. franchise. Yeah. That's how they are. You get well, used that... to it. And I love how in the first one when you're playing it, you you get Jack and you're like, "Give me John back. I want John." And then you play and you're like, "We get to play as John. Let's go." And it's then at boring. the end, you're like, "I just want Arthur. I want Arthur back. <laughs> yeah. Give him back to me. God damn it." Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, like, that's one... the thing with Red Dead. Like. It, Yep, go ahead. The protagonists are. You grow good. attached to these protagonists, the entire time, so that their deaths are meaningful, and and playing as the secondary as the next character upon their death, it like even though even though you're playing like in Red Dead Two, you're playing as John, who is a very very familiar character, if you played Red Dead One. Like even though you're playing as John, who is still already familiar to you, you are still longing to have Arthur back. Like that's that that's how it is in Red Dead. A thing they could do, that's and this one might be interesting, if they did the GTA Five treatment, and instead you get to play as like three characters from, it would be a little interesting. But you could play as three characters from the Vanderlyn Gang, and you swap in between them. And that builds the story, like how GTA Five you start as this as Franklin, you move into Michael, and then you move into Trevor, and you move back and forth. It would be a little. I I, I don't know if it would work, 
but it could give you more options to play as other characters. See, I that's how I initially thought Red Dead 2 would be like. I thought it would be like you could switch between like Arthur and John. Would be pretty Yeah, that's cool. what I thought. I didn't know um, Arthur was going to die, which I got that spoiled before I played the game. I did too, it's thanks. Still, it still Same. got it. It still was impactful <laughs> to me though. Thanks, Toby. You did that to me. <laughs> You're welcome. I know <laughs> that you else. did that to me. So yeah. We're like, hey, guess what, Nate? He dies. Yeah. No. But like, no, I, like I, I, I saw like a clip of a video once of like, there's the scene uh, where Arthur's like riding along on his horse and then tuberculosis just hits and he like passes out. I thought, wait, is that one of the endings if you just like take too long? Take too long? <laughs> Imagine. If you take too long, Arthur just keels over. <laughs> Just I died. I actually I actually assumed that Credits that, roll. that, that was what it was. Stand on shaken. I I honestly Ooh. thought that that was what would happen. Yep. I honest like you're just riding around one day and all of a sudden Arthur keels <laughs> over and then, boom, and, then, and then boom you play as John. <laughs> the favorite song in the game that didn't get make it into the soundtrack to be able to listen to on the regular is the house building theme. Yep. When you're building the house. Yeah. None of the epilogue music made it in. No. But uh, basically what we're... If you get anything from this conversation that we've had, if you've never played a video game in your life, go out, buy a console, and play this game. Just do it. Or these games. These games. Well, play the... If you're going to do it right, play the second one. Mm -hmm. And then play the first one. Yeah. The first one is older. Like, if you care you about if you care about chronological order and how the story overall progresses, then yes, play two before one. Yeah. Like, however, like if you w really want to see the true difference between games then and games now, then then do Red Dead One first and then Red Dead Two. Mm -hmm. But hopefully, if you if you get it, there's rumors that we may be getting a Red Dead One remake. I would buy immediately. So. so in but that case, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. I'd love a game that just combines them both. And you just and the epilogue seamlessly hey, goes into the next game. Rockstar, <gasps> give us Red Dead Redemption Legendary Edition. Imagine that. Take, so you take play a the page epilogue. out of EA's book. <laughs> Imagine that. You play the epilogue, and you know how at the end of 2, you see Ed, Ed, uh, Milton standing on the... Uh, I mean, Ed, Ed Ross standing on the edge of the banks. And what if it just seamlessly moved into the next game? And they fill in the blanks of like what happened in that time period of the gap. I would, I would, I would drop everything. I would sell my left left arm. Give us that. some dialogue in the next in the remake pertaining to Arthur. Don't just yes, throw please. in like because they throw it in in the epilogue. Like Jack asks Abigail, "Hey, why doesn't Dad talk about Arthur at all?" And <laughs> Abigail's like, Shh, "We don't talk about Arthur. It's a it's a sore spot with your dad. He doesn't. He feels guilty." Don't talk about Arthur, yeah. which is why I, <laughs> John never discusses Arthur at all. I, well, and besides the fact the game hadn't figured out to make that character yet, which is why no, he's I not know. in one. But just, if they remade just, it, they should add it. Yes. That, that's actually funny. Like if it, That actually brings me back to my horse naming thing. Uh, do you, what was it, the Rose Gold Arabian that you can find in the epilogue, Jesse? Yep. yep. Uh, I I got that. And, Rose Gray. And I, yeah, Rose Gray. I'm sorry, my bad. Rose Gold. What the hell was that thing? Where like, do you get I, him from? Uh, you, you buy get him from, from the Blackwater Black, Stables. Uh, bl buy him from Blackwater Stables. He's the and best horse in the game. No, he's not. Horse. Blue best is. Stats. No, I mean in the it, uh, in the in the story. I know. That's what I'm saying. Blue is the best one. If you did, you, none of y'all in the Buell. epilogue. You mean Buell? Buell. That is the best goddamn horse. I. 
specifically no, uh, okay. the saved ray, the him rose for gray does John. Have a, the, 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 the rose gray does have some do, does have a little bit better stats. It, it's, it's, Arabian, yeah. it's an Arabian, so it's a little skittish, which is why yeah. uh, Buell is better. But, but I specifically saved that horse for John, but let's so face, that it we've wouldn't been playing die. as a we've been playing with Arabian horses the entirety of the game. We know we the have. mechanics of the of the Arabian. We know horse. they're skittish. Like, we know they're skittish. Like we don't, we don't care. They're great horses. They're very fast. Like we we don't we don't care. Like we we we're used to it. We're used to the skittishness. Yeah. But but I like. To be symbolic as hell, even though John, like, it's a sore spot of, about Arthur talking with him. Like, I, pon- I <laughs> pun intended, ponied up and named the the Rose Gray Arabian Arthur. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, it's great. Gonna... So, sh- shout out to Roger Clark, Benjamin Byron Davis, and Rob Weedolf, who, Rob Weedolf is the coolest voice actor. He is, it's funny, so the other two... Roger Clark plays Arthur Morgan, and Benjamin Byron Davis plays Dutch, and they're both actual voice actors. That's their mm-hmm. well, not voice actors. Yep, they're, they're actors. actors. And they're Benjamin actors, Byron yeah. Davis does Rob not like not. being called a, a voice actor, but no. they're both professionals. Rob Weedoff is a construction worker, and yeah. he is cool. He feels like I, when I watch him on his Instagram, he feels like a guy I would go hang out with. Yep. Like I'd love to get him on this podcast. That would be awesome if we he's, could. He's not. He's not an actor at all. Like even though he. Even though he acted as like one of the most influential characters in video game history, he's like, an everyday dude. He's yeah. just an av- he's just an average Joe, he quit, Joe that quit. works construction. He's quit acting, like he's done. And, and Roger Clark is an Irish American, <laughs> and he's has an Irish accent, and he's awesome too. He's a pretty fun guy. Now Benjamin Byron Davis is a prick. I will I will call <laughs> okay. you out, and looking... if you want to reach out to us. If he ends up seeing this, I I stand by it. You could call me on the phone, and I will call you a prick to your face because I've got to say you are a pretentious prick when you are on interviews. He's a bit of a, he, it's kind of sad if you look at his Twitter profile. It's a little sad that he has everything he's ever been in in his Twitter bio. As a because hashtag. he was because he was in the Belco experiment as a guy that dies. Like he's like an actor, and I'm like, dude, I get it. Mass massive respect. For the work you do and the character you do, you did amazing. You don't need to prove that. You don't need to prove that you're. A, you don't have to constantly say I am a good actor. We can see it, but people that like go above and beyond to prove like I am a good. Actor, I'm like you. Just you're such a prick. And like Roger Clark and Rob Weedoff, they're so laid back and like in my opinion humble. And I yeah. love that about them. And I, although uh, I do feel Clark, like Roger Clark is a bit more like he's a bit more like one of those guys you either love him or hate him because he's very vocal with his like political opinions on every bit of social media he has yeah well, he, who, he has no he, he has person. no problem he has no problem uh cl- he has no problem uh claiming that people are fuckheads if he doesn't agree with them i i also claim people are fuckheads <laughs> even <laughs> well well rob like, weedoff is just like he just wants he to talk about football he does and like so that's like where like Roger Clark is like he reminds me of somebody's fun uncle, and like Ro- yeah. uh, Rob Weedoff reminds me of just like your neighbor that like you could go drink beer with and like <laughs> shoot pool. He just seems yep. like a cool dude, but uh, but yeah, so definitely check them out, check the game out. If all else fails, watch some clips on it. Like just go, I, I guarantee you, it's watch a playthrough or two. Yeah, watch a playthrough. It's a long playthrough. It's not something you're gonna watch in a day. I think just the cutscenes together is like 25 hours of cutscenes. Oh no, the full it's play th- It's longer. A full playthrough is like 100 hours or something. But 
watch it I'd if say. you don't like if you got time it's it's enjoyable just to watch someone play through it they're not going to talk or anything you're just going to watch the gameplay but i highly suggest if you've ever thought about getting into video games for story based not like your stupid multiplayer stuff get it and play it out it's it's totally worth it and don't I, play the online I, yeah, don't. Don't, I, don't play online. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Like, I will personally reimburse you the price of the game. You can reach me out of my email. If you play this game and you hate it genuinely and give me valid reasons, I will send you the money. I will PayPal you, Venmo you, and that's a promise. You can hold me to it. The money for, <laughs> for that game. For, Toby. See, Toby, here's the problem. <laughs> If I'm going to get it somebody we, that doesn't like it just for the fact of if, it. If we get more listeners in the future, Shit. people are going to go back and listen to this and say, I didn't I didn't like Red Dead Redemption because X, Y, and Z. And you're going to have to reimburse a couple people. I guess, okay, like, so clarify. <laughs> at this current time when we have 14 listeners, you 14, I give it a month. After a month <laughs> has transpired, the deal is off. I'm not, I don't expect us to get famous or anything, but then I know. I am not going to reimburse thousands of people if I suddenly got that many listeners. But right now, 14 of you, if one of you goes out and tries it and doesn't like it, I'll reimburse you. But not a thousand. I guess I should be careful with my words. Promise yeah, and shit I can't. I can't. Hey, this promise and shit I, I got should, money. That's what, hey, hey, like, that's what Hell, we nobody can find obviously. me. Uh, <laughs> careful, no, careful what you wish for, Toby. Yeah. So, correction. I will give one person... <laughs> <laughs> I will reimburse one person if you don't like it. Um, but yeah, so great game, uh, awesome. I'm not reimbursing anybody. I'm just I'm going to immediately backtrack. <laughs> I'm basically a politician here. I backtrack. Oh, yeah. I rescind my previous agreement. You don't get anything. Just play the damn game. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but but yeah, that it, it's it's fantastic, and I've never had anything come close. To being as good, that as far as that type of experience, except GTA San Andreas, which is another Rockstar game. But, um, but yeah, it's Rockstar knows how to do it. They know how to not cyberpunk their games. Hey, <laughs> hey, they've been working on that game for an eternity, and it still fucked when it got came out. Hey, they delayed it a thousand times, it's and it's still fucked. It's not as bad as people say it is. Well, they did an Anthem thing. They released a broken game and then tried to fix it, and now nobody's going to play it. Uh, Anthem was more like a lot of build-up, or a lot of hype, not as much payoff. Cyberpunk was just broken. So I think Cyberpunk, I don't think... They if can get have... it to where it's a perfect game. Again, to get it to a perfect game, it will never be able to recover from the... Well, the, just okay. the Everyone will yeah. be like, that was a broken-ass game with the if water ever, physics that if doesn't you ever work. Feel, if you ever feel worthless, just remember... That there is a cyberpunk console. Even Borhogs have ticks. That can't Tits. run the game. What? There is a Xbox One console modeled like it's 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 a cyberpunk themed console. And it can't run cyberpunk. Damn. We're just gonna leave that yeah, there. Don't ever, Thank you for listening, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, don't be that worthless. And this has been two guys with mics. Yeah, give it up for our guest, uh, Nate. Thank you for joining us this time. Hey, I'm happy to be here anytime. If you want me, if you want me back on, uh, sh sure, why not? <laughs> we will definitely have you on uh, again. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, as Jesse and me would like, we are going to hope to have a ton of other guests. Of Hopefully, we can get to a point where we can have 
like actual figures that people might recognize besides just people we know. But hey, I think it'll just if you, if you get alert. enough money, that is. Yeah, next, exactly. you'll, have, you'll have to pay them for their time. Our yeah. next special guest is uh, Ryan Reynolds. You just literally, <laughs> I, I can't even reach out to him. But because of that, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to Ryan Reynolds. I'm going to reach out to his manager, manager's team, and I will see. I'll, we're going to see. I'll see what happens. <laughs> we're going to do it because Jesse okay. just did it. So I'm going to oh, see. God. And then we'll just we'll be back with y'all and see if we – we'll, we'll, we'll look at the I can, rejection I can, letter. I can, see, I can see it now. Unfortunately, we were not able to get in touch <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds. So it's just uh, so it's just. So we got Walmart Ryan Reynolds. Bert from <laughs> Kannapolis, North Carolina, everybody. Um, but, uh, Walmart Ryan Reynolds. Walmart Ryan Reynolds. But, yeah, thank you uh, for joining. Uh, join us again in two weeks uh, for another riveting episode. And uh, we'll see you all later. <laughs>